The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Paul MacDonald. The San Francisco 49ers head into the bye week with a 4-4 record. Good for second place in the NFC West after a 31-14 win over the LA Rams in Levi South. Sorry, SoFi Stadium on Sunday. The stars aligned to give the 49ers a second half performance that showed us just what the team can be. A record-setting game for Christian McCaffrey shows to dismantle the Rams as we've done in the regular season for the last eight games against each other. There's lots to talk about and lots of comments and questions from you, so let's get into it. Alongside me today are Simon Holdsworth, James Little and Deepak Gohill. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Okay. All at once, first impressions of the game. <laughs> Do you know awful, what? wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those where the first half was really iffy and you think, normally we start very strong and then we taper off, but this time... The first first two quarters were a bit iffy. They weren't terrible by any stretch, but they were a little bit, you know, meh. And the second half, we just dominated. We just did whatever we wanted. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to hold my hands up here. I didn't get to watch the first half. Unfortunately, I was playing dad taxi, so I was driving around Merseyside while the first half of the game was on. I did come home expecting a usual second half performance. Luckily, we didn't have that one. Well, you sort of did if it was a usual second half performance against the Rams. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It was it very was a... similar to the Week 18 game, wasn't it, last year? Yeah. Whereby it was very, very tight and cagey early doors. But I think we must give credit because we've always criticised him. But, you know, in the first half, we really struggled against the Rams' um, screen game. They were keen to get the ball out and keen to not let our defensive line get to Matthew Stafford and it, and it worked for the most part. But Domeco Ryan's obviously made some changes and some adjustments at halftime and, you know, we, we shut them out and then it was the Christian McCaffrey show, wasn't it, really? Oh, yeah. It, it was. It definitely was the Christian McCaffrey show. But, uh, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was as solid as... I think you made the point, Simon. That's the best game I've seen from him in a very long time. Um, I can't really pick a fault. I think there was a couple of underthrown, maybe one overthrown ball, but I mean, that's Jimmy Garoppolo, as we know. But um, let's, yeah, before we get onto the McCaffrey show, let's give Jimmy credit because we've all criticised him enough. And uh, what was he? He was 21 for 25, 235 yards, two TDs, that all important zero interception. So he didn't fancy that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was. I mean, he did come close to having an interception or two. Um, yeah. I, I think that just the look of how the ball fell is is the reason that he didn't have any. So, although the the, the stats say it was a great game for him, was it that perfect? He, he still threw what should have been an interception. Yeah, but I will say this: that touchdown throw to George Kittle was probably the best throw he's ever done in a that was that was on the money. That was absolutely perfect in every way, wasn't it? Yeah, and there's only one person who could have caught it, and that was Kittle. Yeah, yeah. perfectly. Yeah, it was. It was perfect. It was a beautiful ball. size as well. Yeah, this is absolutely what beautiful. Me. Why can't he do this all the time? You know, why is it? Just yeah, 
one off, you know. Just do it all yeah. the time, mate. <laughs> to be fair, even the, the McCaffrey touchdown. Me... Oh, sorry, Tom. Go on. No, go on, mate. Go on, carry on. I was going to say, even the McCaffrey touchdown... When he threw it, I was like, "Oh my, he's through!" You know, he's like, "Oh, he's done it again. He's throwing it high because mm. he loves. It. He loves." But if he'd have thrown that ball anywhere else, if you look at the DB that was in front of McCaffrey, he's thrown it away from the DB, but within McCaffrey's amazing athleticism to jump up and catch it. That that image of him jumping up and catching that, I'm not going to say it's the same as the catch, but it's very the catch esque. Let's be honest in the stance of how high he is up in the ground. But um, mm. I thought that was, I thought that was, I thought it was a perfectly thrown ball to him because he, yeah, knew he could go up, I mean, he could go up and get it. He does it to Debo as well. When he knows he's got the receiver that can go up and get it, he will do that. And quite often I'll look and I'll go, he's, over, he's overthrown him again. And then they catch it and he goes, well, actually, no, he, he's put that in a perfect position for the receiver. But that's when he completes it, because don't forget, a lot of these jump balls end up as being INTs, and he does throw mm. a lot of jump balls, you know. Yeah. He does. The thing for me with Jimmy, I think that's probably the most composed I've seen him in the pocket. Um, you know, he's he has been very skittish. We, we've talked about him, you know, his backside falling out when he's under pressure. But uh, I watched a, a video today of Brian, Brian Baldinger about the influence that McCaffrey had on the offense, and mm. there's a great the great viewpoint of that touchdown uh, whereby McCaffrey is obviously just a safety valve and Jimmy kind of leads him with his eyes to leave his position as the safety valve and go in behind the defender that's obviously come up to the line of scrimmage to, uh, to, to kind of close him down. And, you know, for them two to have that kind of chemistry mm-hmm. in only the mm-hmm. second game... I think bodes well for us, but you know mm. we have to. We 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 bring we good. You know we we like to bring Jimmy down when he deserves it. So it's only right that we build him up when he deserves it. And I thought it was his best game for us as a 49er. Yeah, and happy birthday, Jimmy, as well. Birthday today, by all accounts. Oh, is it? Oh my yeah. God! I wonder if he, wonder if he's opened whatever cat's got him. <laughs> <laughs> the mind boggles. Uh, let's bring in the first comment from the group, Mike Farron. Um, looking back at the highlights and remembering the tight first half, Ramsey could have picked off Jimmy twice, and if Higby had taken that catch, everything could have been different. Luckily, it wasn't. Um, Mike thinks that Kyle has to do what he did in nineteen in the playoffs and take the game out of Jimmy's hands. Do you think that? That was kind of evident, not not necessarily um, on the back of what Kyle was doing, but the fact that Jimmy knew he had so many offensive weapons out there in front of him, it kind of took the pressure off Jimmy and let him play a game that was more suited to him. Well, ask it another yeah. way, Paul. Would we have won that game if we didn't have C-Mac? That's a, that's a great way to rephrase the question, yeah. Um, yeah. So let me ask this question. Would we have won that game if we didn't have C-Mac? <laughs> Uh, well, the... it would have been a lot harder. Uh, yeah, definitely. A hell of a lot harder. But I think this is the sort of player that gives Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit of breathing space, you know. And for C-Max touchdown, it, you know, um, McCaffrey wasn't even the first-choice receiver. And, he wasn't, yeah. You know, so the fact that Garoppolo's got this little bit of luxury is, has proved itself in this particular game. It's just a shame we have got a bye week because it would be nice to see the momentum of this team. And see the oh, I don't know. We want to get some of the injury, the players are injured back day. And they, yeah, that's um, true. Absolutely. You know, I mean, purely yeah. in terms of football momentum, it would have been nice yeah. if we had a game, but absolutely take the bye every single week, you know, with yeah. the way we are right now. 
On about yeah, um, I mean, McCaffrey not being his first read, the thing that I liked the most about this game was the the two back sets. I forget what they call it now. There is a, a term for it, isn't there? When you've got two running backs. Now, it was Wilson backs. and McCaffrey. Obviously, going forward, it's not going to be Wilson and McCaffrey. It'll be Mitchell and McCaffrey or... Mm. Um, you know, but the fact that you've got two, and it might even be Juice when he comes back, when he's got that ridiculously massive club off his hand. See the size of that cast. I think you made the point for a broken finger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, talk about overprotection. They want to yeah. put Mike, Mc, but they want to put Mike McGlinchey in some of that. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. But the 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 two the two check down again. Excuse my poor terminology. Um, when you've got the double check down, you've got to check down on your left, check down on your right. But McCaffrey can be a check down that can pick it up and run. Do you know what I mean? It gives Jimmy that extra safety valve and it's one hell of a yeah. safety valve to have, as we saw. The speed on the guy amazed me. I didn't realise how quick he was. Um, mm. I mean, short bursts, obviously, because, I mean, he didn't rip off many long runs. But uh, just how quick he, he is, uh, we've got to keep him fit um, because he's a hell of a weapon. I didn't realise how good he was until... I know he's an amazing game for us, but I've not watched a lot of the Panthers when he was with the Panthers, but I think he's brilliant. I really do. I'm so happy we've got him now. He, he reminds me a lot of um, Shady McCoy in the fact that he can cut at top speed 100%. and he yeah. can make people, he makes the first person miss so many times. Yeah. Whereas mm. like Frank Gore would always try and run into somebody and fall forward because that was the type of type of back he was, is that McCaffrey will run into a hole at full speed and he can almost do 90 degree cuts at top speed. But just going back to what we mentioned about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, Jimmy is never going to be that guy who's going to put an offense on his back and I was listening to RG3 do some analysis on the situation and he said for the 49ers to win with Jimmy G, everybody else has to be pretty much perfect. And I think that's yeah. up quite well in the fact that Jimmy is is a, a key component to a well-oiled offense. Jimmy will never win as games on his own. No. So we need all those components. And obviously the bar components that you've got that perform well, you know, and that goes for the defense as well. The defense has been hasn't been as good as it has been over the past few weeks, but they've got a lot of key components missing. And the bye week comes at the right time for me. It's, uh, we, I was talking to you, Paul, wasn't I, before we came on air, that, you know, it gives Shannon Kyle another couple of weeks to draw up some players. It gives us a chance to get healthy and they will still carry the momentum on from the Rams game into uh, a game a week on a week on Sunday, I think it is, isn't it? My, uh, yeah. My biggest a week on Monday. We come uh, history, yeah. yeah. My biggest concern on uh, McCaffrey was his injury situation because he has been injured quite a bit. But when mm -hmm. you sort of look under the hood a little bit, his injuries have been what you sort of call soft injuries. And what I mean by that, they're not career-ending ACLs or you know repeated hamstring injuries. These are injuries that football players return from to their best rather than a knee surgery or something like that where perhaps they might yeah. be 80% of what they were. So in a way... Wow. Despite his, he, he's he's relatively young, McCaffrey, and he really hasn't had serious serious injuries. He's just picked up lots of niggly ones, you know. So, so what what you're saying is that he'll fit in perfectly well with yeah, us. Exactly. That you know, that's exactly where I'm going, and that ties <laughs> in with the Wilson trade. Where I think, yeah, Wilson wanted the trade, and yes, absolutely trade him because that's the best solution. I just think we didn't get enough for him. I think he's worth more than a fifth round pick. Yeah, it did feel on Sunday that there was 
maybe an over reliance on Christian McCaffrey, um, but and maybe that's just because of his speed, whatever. But do you think that when we get the likes of Debo back, when we get the likes of Juice back, and then we got Kittle on the field as well, do you think that maybe there'll be less reliance on they They'll basically play the game by committee, in fact, and less reliance on McCaffrey will maybe keep him more protected against any potential injuries. Yeah, and we'll all, and we'll get people complaining like they do about why aren't we using George more? Why is George not getting more catch? Because you've got yeah. Got Debo. Now you've got McCaffrey. You can't give these guys ten touches of the ball each again. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you are right. It's I don't mind who it goes to uh, as long as it mm. goes in the end zone. But yeah, you are right. There will be that, and they'll monitor fatigue and fitness, and you know, don't yeah. forget, we've got Mitchell coming back as well. Uh, I mean, the thing that baffled me a little bit was uh, even in the dying minutes of the game, we were still using him. And it was like, yeah. like okay, you're gonna gonna bench him now, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, you've done this before, mate. Come on. Oh no, no, it's Christian up again. Right, okay, we're winning. Yeah. Then they've got no chance of coming back in this. It's 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 just a matter of playing time. Oh, Christian's got the ball again. Right. And I was at one point. I was like, I, I, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I do hope they. I do hope he doesn't overplay him to fatigue yeah. and their and their that, that that's kind of what I meant in in in, in terms of the, the over alliance that we did seem to be playing him when you know when the game was already in the bag, when we knew that the Rams couldn't come back. And maybe it was McCaffrey's enthusiasm to get on the field that swayed Carl Shanahan to put him up there. I don't know. But Looking, looking, looking at the teams or looking at the, the offense as a whole, with the likes of Kyle, with the likes of Debo, with Juice, and with my uh, Christian McCaffrey. Now, are the Forty ers offense unstoppable now? And if we are, is Jimmy still the weak link? Yes. No. So, just a quick rewind about McCaffrey and why he <laughs> right. I, I have to say this because Simon mentioned he was listening to RG three, right? Shanahan and his dad destroyed RG3's career by overplaying him when he was injured. And I'm, yes, exactly. I'm praying they don't do that to, to McCaffrey. But going back to the question you just asked, I do believe Garoppolo, the way to say it, there isn't a kind way of saying it. Is he the weakest link on a strong offense? Because he's the executor. So he has to be on mm. point, you know. But I think there are players out there who know the championship worthy, and they also know why they haven't got that ring. So. You can read between the lines there, and there's your answer. Yeah. Well, Paul Marsh asked a question we, we've kind of just answered. Answered. He wants to know, is CMC the difference maker that will get us to the sixth Super Bowl win, or will the issues of other positions, including Jimmy, limit how far we go? We, we kind of answered that one in that Jimmy, we think, maybe is the weak link in a very strong offence. Whether... Christian McCaffrey is the, the, the difference maker that gets us to the Super Bowl. Who knows? We, as we carry on discussing it, we might get to the bottom of this one. I think he's this not. is the most stacked roster we've had since Jim Harbour, and I think the offence is more stacked than that offence was. Yeah, I think... When you yeah. look at the key positions. As for C-Mac, I think he's extended Jimmy's... He sort of reinforced Jimmy to be not as weak, if you see what I mean, by making him stronger by just being there, you know, so... Him alone, Christian McCaffrey alone being on the field will be a huge help for Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's strength, mm. that weakest link, if you see what I mean. 
Yeah. yeah. Imagine all four of them on the field at the same time. Offense, uh, defenses wouldn't know what to do with themselves. They, 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 can't, really they, they can't cover them all. Exactly. There's just nowhere. I think well, that, if you if you look before when we've had Debo out uh, Debo out injured, we've had Kittle on the field uh, on the field, and they've been double teaming Kittle. They can't afford defenses can't afford to do that now. They can't afford to double team anybody basically on our offense because yeah. if they do, they leave an offensive weapon wide open. Yeah. And there's another name that we haven't even mentioned yet, and that's Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk has been balling out this year. Um, another quick question from the group, uh, or a comment, sorry. John Ree, well, we found our backup QB23 for Jimmy G and Lance. <laughs> it was a good throw. Uh, one, one of the, um, the things I wanted to bring up about uh, McCaffrey, um, one of the, the interesting stats, McCaffrey has now become the first player in the Super Bowl era to record at least 30 yards and a touchdown in passing, rushing, and receiving categories in the same game. Now, I knew that he'd, he'd obviously um, he'd matched Walter Payton and was it Ladanian Tomlinson? Yeah. Yes. Um, in the in the catch, the pass, and the, the rushing touchdown. But to also be the only person to do it all with 30 yards as well on each one, that's some stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I think we need to get a grip, and we probably won't see him do the trifecta again. No, no. In the same way that we probably won't see another NFL player do it for quite a while. I think the last one was Ladalian Thompson. I think it was in Thompson's right? back in the 2008, or was it 2005? Something like that. It was, 2005, I think. Yeah, 2005, yeah. It was yeah, I read it 10 years ago. So, you know, in mm-hmm. 17 years' time, I won't even be God. here. So, you know. I feel old. Uh, Jesse Edsel, is this a year we finally win another Super Bowl? Cautious, optimistic, he just feels it in the air. I feel it in the water, really. I do. Uh, the fact that we got McCaffrey away from the Rams, they wanted to, they were on the verge of having him. They just yeah. ran out of huff and puff to bring him over. But the whole intention of signing him was to beat us. You know, they built that mm-hmm. roster to beat us yeah. twice, basically. De facto, that would win them the division and so on and so forth. But the fact that we beat them to McCaffrey and we the way we dominated them. Now, we, I think we'd all like a do-over of that Denver game or that Chicago game, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'd, if we had a do-over with, with the mindset, not just the players, but the mindset, I think we're humming um, in synchronous a lot better now. We seem to have a flow about us that was good. The defense, the offense, everything, everyone was making a... a it was complimentary football. We haven't heard that. Yes. Before. Yeah. So uh, if we had those games back, we wouldn't be four and four right now. And and and, and weirdly, we beat the Seahawks, who have have played pretty well since the loss. Yeah. Was, yeah. It's mm. been a strange old season. Um, just to throw a complete caveat into the mix, and I know this will completely split opinion, particularly on in the group, but also on in on this show as well, is that. Jeff Wilson was traded. We haven't filled his roster spot. And there are rumours that a certain three-lettered yep. acronym wide receiver might it. be on the radar. Beckham Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Kyle said he's a big fan in his latest press conference. I, I, and I am too, but at the same time, I'm a fan of anybody who's going to help us win six. So if it's him mm-hmm. that's going to help Correct. us, so be it. You know, If they can help us win it, that's fine by me. 
I just answered another question from Daniel Jacob Christensen. Do we sign OBJ? And I, I w would we like to sign? I think the overall answer is yes. If they if he helps us win a Super Bowl, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If he's a team I player, if, he's, <laughs> if he just if if he comes in and accepts he's not a superstar because there's enough of them on the roster, then yeah. But mm. no, if he helps us win, yeah. Great. I think I think he did that at the Rams though when he and, and obviously yeah. he got a ring, didn't he? He but did, he did. Unfortunately. He, will he be a rental or will he actually be a 49er? Will he be another Deion Sanders, you know? Just, yeah, that's a good point. It, it'll be one of those until the end of the season things, won't it? Win now yeah. kind of thing. You know, we spent a bit of time talking about OB, about uh, Christian McCaffrey, OBJ, Kettleblow. We haven't actually talked about the game, really, have we? Should we take a look at, the, a look at some of the game stats? Um, total first downs for the 49ers was 22. The Rams had 16 first downs. Their third down efficiency was a little bit better than ours, uh, but we, ha we had by far uh, more total yards, more rushing yards, more passing yards. Penalties. Now, penalties has been an issue with the 49ers all through this season. Um, there was only three penalties for a total of eight yards in this game. Do you think we've now got a handle on the discipline issue? Maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> but do you know a lot of the Rams penalties were cheap shots you know they were really mm. cooking this rivalry thing and doing a lot of stupid stupid I was gonna I was dropping an s-bomb but I didn't yes <laughs> but they were doing a lot of cheap shots and the the number of times the Rams managed to get the snap off with you know 10 seconds after the clock had gone to zero that sort of thing mm. and I think the refs eventually said you know what we're going to put a stop to this because they were yeah. doing cheap late hits they were being quite nasty and and the refs called him for it and i think once they called him for that hit on the defenseless receiver i forget who it was i think that rary mcleod yeah they, they just yeah. sort of lost it because they thought we can't rile them by be, being dirty physically we're not yeah the best one was the taunting penalty alan robinson when he made that yeah play. so uh, <laughs> you know they Did you see Debo getting back it was brilliant yeah. when Devo got him back yeah. on the side. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Gould was in on it. You know, he was having a go. So <laughs> they knew they were beaten when the refs were going to call that sort of stuff because they knew there's there's no way they can... They were done at that point. It, it is worth noting, though, that two out of those three penalties that we conceded kept that first Rams drive alive and they ended up scoring and they were... Uh, there was, I think there was an, a whole defensive hold and a, and a PI mm -hmm. in the end zone, which meant that they weren't for any consider considerable yardage, but it did yeah, it mean that they kept their drive Ward, going. Yeah. yeah. What I will say was, just for the record, yet again, playing the Rams, Nick Bosa was eye-gouged. Uh, they, they just kept... They kept well. I've seen images. I just don't understand how, in in a state in the mo one of the most high tech stadiums in the world, with all the technology they've got, all the referees they've got, that you can still put your hand inside an opponent's face mask when he's rushing the person, and it doesn't get called. Like I just can't understand how they don't catch them. I mean, there was there's they a, get him there's in a picture. as well. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's dangerous. It's honestly dangerous. Yeah. He could have he could have got injured because there's a picture basically with the offensive lineman's finger in basically in Nick Bosa's eye. Now that that could put him out for weeks. Next time, um, like you know, like Dave, don't watch the ball. Watch either the left tackle or watch mm -hmm. the tight end. Okay, or watch the blocking backs. Don't watch the ball. Don't follow the ball. Watch what goes yeah. on in the trenches. 
because we will have an elevated view of that play. The referees and the umps only see what's on ground level. And you're going to see stuff that will make your eyes water. You're going to see people stamping on each other's heads. You're going to see people kicking each other in the face cage because they can't see it, you know. And what happens in a scrimmage, you don't want to know, mate. (laughs) Mm. Oh, But, yeah, just don't watch the ball, but watch tackle or a guard. Watch Watch the flow of the line play. And that's where you'll see a lot of these nasty things like eye gouging, spitting, God knows what else goes on in there. I won't watch McGlinchey just completely do a 360 spin and then go, oh, hang on. Oh, Jimmy got sacked. Yeah. Did you yeah. see that? Well, speaking of, uh, the Rams got to Jimmy Garoppolo three times in the game. Um, David Young wants to know, should we address the centre position? I want to know, should we address the Mike McGlinchey position? Yes. Yeah. Last chance saloon, Michael. I, I agree. I mean, and I hate to because McGlinchey's Notre Dame, but you know, he, mm. the way he gave up that block was alarming. Really, he, one of us could have given more resistance than that guy. He just literally sidestepped out the way. You know, this guy was a first rounder as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's played nowhere near the level. Was he? Was he the same draft class as Quentin Nelson? Deep. Yes. Uh, yes, he was. Yeah. We'll say this though: we are a little spoiled because we've got the best left tackle in arguably the history <sighs> of the game. You know, <laughs> but you'd think he'd learn something from it, wouldn't you? you know? would, wouldn't you? And maybe he doesn't. He's not to learn, or maybe... he's not been the same since Joe Staley left. He was brilliant no. alongside Staley. He honestly, I think it might have been his first season. It was was it his rookie season? He was great yeah, alongside well, they had Staley. Little, they had yeah, yeah. podcast thing together, um, didn't they? The video thing. Yeah, they did. It was quality. Uh, but then it, Staley obviously retired, and then. He seemed to completely change his size and shape, weight as well. Uh, yeah. And then since then, he's not performed and he's, he's tried to go back to the weight, closer to the weight he was, and he's still underperforming. It's, it's like you say, I think his run blocking pick. stats are still pretty good. It's his pass yeah. blocking stats. Yeah, abysmal. his pass blocking yeah. is atrocious. It really is. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning as well how how stacked we are at the linebacker position. I thought Fred Warner was back to his best on, on Sunday um, with an unfamiliar cast. He had, obviously, Oren Burks and Damien Fanagan Fowles, didn't he, with him. And, you yeah. know, Dre Greenlaw has been absolutely balling out this year. And, obviously, we're missing Aziz Alshire as well. So, for them to step up, and uh, there's a great video of, of uh, one of the players where uh, Fred Warner runs from the centre of the field to the sideline, and literally diving headbutts one of the Ram, one of the Rams mm-hmm. guys. It's hilarious if you can see it. But I, he was all over the pit. He was all over the field, and obviously managed to register a sack as well. And he's a real, a real, real leader on on mm-hmm. the pitch for our defence. Is Fred Warner? He he's led awesome. the team with twelve tackles, according to Mike. Uh, Mike Mark's amazing stats. Led the team with twelve tackles, five solo, seven assisted. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, a, he's, he's a, back to his best. He's a stud. He's an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Sprouse uh, has a comment, not a question. Uh, oh, can you give a quick shout out for Ray Ray McLeod? Doesn't know a thing about calling a fair catch. <laughs> That's a fair comment. He does look like he's going to break one every now and again, though, doesn't he? Does. he? I mean, yeah, he's... I thought he was going to break one on Sunday, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's done well for us, to be fair. And like you say, he's, he's made a couple of catches. We had, He had the bad drop, didn't he, last week? Was it last... Uh, not the week, just gone the week before, where uh, Jimmy put it on right in his hands and he and on a long gain and he dropped it. But yeah. I think he's yeah. done well Don't when he's been called upon to be was a kick returner at Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. 
<laughs> uh, Nathaniel James doesn't have a question. He just wants to say that it was a statement win and the words of Jimmy, it feels great, baby. It, we, it has given us a great feeling to go into the bye week, hasn't it? I mean, we, we discussed about momentum and the fact that the, the bye week's kind of put a stop on that momentum. But it feels great going into the bye week, not only having a win, having a win against a division rival and having a win against the Rams. It's the Rams. I hate them. So, you know, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Although it does beg the question, you know, have we turned a corner or is it because it was just the sorry-ass Rams? Well, let's find out. Yeah. yeah. I would say that we've turned the corner. I would say that McCaffrey has made the difference. Yeah, we've just got to wait two weeks to find out rather than one week. I know. But yeah. I think what defines turning a corner. I think we need to put a little run up about four wins in a row now to yeah. turn that corner. You know, because the NFC is not like the AFC. There isn't as the Eagles aside because they're in the NFC East. There really isn't a dominant team, and if there is one, the only team everyone's afraid of right now is us in the NFC. Even though we've got yeah. a record, I guarantee you, even the Eagles would think. Oh no, we don't want to play those guys when they think of us. I guarantee you, and we're just. I don't think anyone wants to play us. No one wants to play us. Uh, Kenneth Henry, everything will get easier. It's the best thing for Jimmy G. Can't agree more with that. Sparky B simply says, "We got this." Uh, and Dan, uh, Donny Crow, get healthy, stay healthy. Niners for life. Sentiments that we all agree with here. Uh, Lisa Walker, Lawrence, hello to you. She she was asking. What are we going to do about the stupid ever-present penalties? Well, we kind of discussed that. And our penalties this year, there was th- th- this game, there was three penalties for eight yards compared to LA's four penalties for 50 yards. Whether we've whether we've sorted the, the, the penalty issue, I don't know. But we didn't really have a penalties problem in this game. Uh, Martin Hughes wants to know, who are we beating in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just going for it straight straight for it he wants to know who's beat, who we beat in the Super Bowl and then edited it to put who's Christian McCaffrey getting a hat-trick against in the Super Bowl <laughs> it's Bills or Chiefs isn't it I don't think you can look any further than those two yeah, yeah well I mean the Jets are not doing badly at all you know they're doing alright oh can you imagine Salah versus Salah versus Shanahan Salah wins that'd be great <laughs> Well, we'll we'll get we'll, we'll come back to that question in a minute if we can. Um, Kim Kim Bishop Kaiser, uh, was this the first week McGlinchey didn't have a false start or a holding penalty? <laughs> he did a three sixty pirouette though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's practicing for dancing on ice. I think uh, Don Blake will nine and eight win the division or be enough for the number seven's playoff spot, and will our three and zero division record be significant? We win in the division. I'm saying it now. Yeah. But... I, I think that's the only way we're getting out of the division is to win it. Yeah, but three games, yeah. three and oh right now against the division will be the thing that we were working against last season because we only made it to the playoffs on the last game, if you remember. Yeah. Because our divisional record wasn't that great, you know, so. That's right. We've got our foot uh, on the in the door when it comes to winning in the division because we've got two against. Um, Arizona and one left against Seattle so at worst we'd be 3-3 three and three in the division and we also beat Seattle which is a divisional game and they're the ones that are leading the division right now yeah 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 a couple of more stats for you then the 49ers have had at least one sack in 38 straight games including playoffs that's the fifth longest streak since 2010 
Um, a stat that you you mentioned before, um, Sai, about Sean McVay is now 15-2 as a head coach in the regular season and playoffs when leading at half-time. The two losses, mm-hmm. they're against the 49ers. Week 18, 2021 and Sunday. Yep. Absolutely. He didn't go chasing the receivers down the tunnel this time, did he, the little jerk? <laughs> <laughs> um, interestingly, um, I don't know whether anyone noticed, the Rams never started to drive beyond their own 29-yard line uh, in this game, and the Rams never crossed midfield in the second half. Wow. wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. So that, I mean, that itself is a testament to the defence, that we can hold the Rams to their own half of the field for an entire half of football. And the second half, where we have historically struggled this season. Yeah, it is a testament. And the special teams as well, because we did have a couple of three and outs in that second half. We've got we've got no, no preview game to talk about this week. Um, we're, we're going to sort that out next week. Um, so, what, what are your thoughts for the rest of the season going forward based on what we've had so far in the eight games? Well, I mean, it's been a roller coaster, roller coaster first half of the season, hasn't it? Yeah, I think the two wins against the Rams have been quite, you know, powerful statement wins, if you will. The one against Seattle at the time was more or less accepted because they were rebuilding and we were the champions in waiting. But I think that those losses against, it wasn't so much the loss against Kansas City, it was the way in which we lost that was quite worrying, you know, because that is a a triple-A marquee opponent. I think looking forward to it now, give it, if we can get onto a streak of about three or four games, and I'll tell you, I've got the schedules here. Our next yeah. is uh, San Diego, sorry, it's the Los Angeles Chargers, then it's the Cardinals, then it's the Saints, then it's the Dolphins, then it's the Buccaneers. I and mean, these are tough games. And then we've got Seattle, which is potentially tough. Then you've got the Commanders. Okay, that's not tough. Then a nice easy one against the Raiders. And then we finish <laughs> against the Cardinals. So we to, to pull a three or four game win streak on there would be the statement because, you know, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, th- th- those are difficult teams, you know. And if we can come, mm-hmm. come out of those with a three or maybe even a five game win streak, I think that would make me feel a hell of a lot better than what we've seen so far. Uh, we're at Levi's South in our next game again. I've just noticed we're back at our home stadium again next uh, next against the Chargers. Uh, oh no, it's actually Levi's. My bad. I was just going to say it's worth remembering that that Kansas City game we were the most banged up we'd been all season. Yeah, we were. I know. I know we'd signed McCaffrey, but obviously he was two days in the door. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that if we met them again further down the line, that it would be a very, very different outcome. We might do, and Martin Hughes could get his hat trick for CMC. You know, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So, shall we? Uh, shall we have a quick crack at the two-minute drill then? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. James, has Sunday's performance saved Kyle Shanahan's job? Do you think? A little presumptuous of me, but I'm asking the question. A fool. Uh... We'll find out at the end of the season, I think. I don't think that game is going to save or... Yeah, we'll find... Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> there was an answer in there somewhere. Deepak, which city does the path to the Super Bowl go through for any team? Um, is it Philly, New York, Dallas, Minnesota, Kansas? Well, Kansas will be the end game. I think in the NFC, if you're asking me which opponent right now, 
I'd probably, I'd love it to be Dallas actually, just so that we can kick their asses again. Uh, Simon, who at this point looks like the team to beat in the Super Bowl? Buffalo. Okay. Um, James, one of my questions is a rematch of Super Bowl 54 on the cards? No, I think I think it will be the Bills. I do think I think Simon's right. I think uh, the Bills will be in the Super Bowl, so we'll, we'll see Josh Allen then. Deepak, will Christian McCaffrey finish the season with the 49ers' longest passing touchdown completion? <laughs> no, I don't think he will. I think Jimmy's got one more in his bag of tricks. Simon, is Christian McCaffrey already worthy of the next version of the catch? There will never be the next version of the catch. Good answer. Uh, James, can we play the Rams every week? That's from Graham Ross. Yeah, it'd be, uh, be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it would be absolutely fantastic for us. Um, so that's it for the uh, for the two minute drill. So there we go, <laughs> and that's it for this episode of the show. I think um, I don't have any details on the pick six this week. I'm afraid so you just have to check out the website for that I've one. Got um, I've got them. Mark's just oh, oh, stop the press! Stop the press! James has got them. Go for it, James. News just in. This week's winners. Ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> oh, Nathaniel Jones is our first week eight winner and was the closest to getting a pick six with the Colts losing to the Commanders by one point being the decisive loss. And then uh, let me just have a look. Oh, no, wait a minute. Simon Holdsworth, who happens to be here with us, is our second week out winner and was very close to a second consecutive pick six. The Jets losing to the Patriots, preventing what would have been a first double pick six, Simon. That would have been close. Oh, I know. Uh, our third week winner. Bloody Robert Seller. Our third weekly winner is Lee Snell, who was also let down by the Jets, still considering this was only Lee's second game week after starting week seven. He's a quick learner, so keep putting your picks in, Lee. You seem to be doing all right for you, mate. Um, and then just looking at the overall leaderboard, if I just pull that up quickly, guys, Rob Martin is at the top. 42. Uh, Steve Box, the magician editor, is on 41. Bjorn, can't see your last name, Bjorn, is uh, on 39. Kevin Walton, 39. Simon Hall, 39. And then there's a lot on 37 and 33. With the guys on the admin team, Simon, no, no, one's doing so well. Uh, what we got here? I haven't That's got it. the admin. I haven't Steve. got the admin. There you go. There's the pixie. You haven't got the admin. It's Steve, <laughs> Steve the moment, breaking news. Steve Sop, then me, then James Little, one yeah. day, and then yeah. Uh, but right there. Debbie also there. runs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. The guy who does the stats is near the bottom. That's all we'll say about that. Nice little job to finish the show. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. You do a great job, pal. Sorry. Yes. Definitely do one. Speaking of Mark uh, and everybody else that takes part in um, in working on the show, thank you all very much. Uh, we couldn't do this show without you guys. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to to, to host you and use the information that you provide with us. Um, so. Uh, say thanks uh, say, say say goodbye to everyone guys goodbye oh, just, yeah. before, just before we go is it worth mentioning oh. the new third and short podcast bulletins that we're going to be doing or we are doing already Ooh. no <laughs> 
Yes, go for it. Go for it, Sai. Yeah, so we um, any breaking news that we deem worthy, we're now releasing short, sharp uh, podcast announcements called Third and Short. So be sure to check them out on wherever you listen to the Frequency 49 show. They are on the exact same channel that you're listening to this podcast on. So they'll just come through on your feed as normal. They'll just come through at random times of the day and random days of the week whenever we have news to dispense to you about the 49ers. So, yep, so that's it. So uh, time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Bye. On behalf of Deepak Gohill, James Little and Simon Holdsworth, I've been Paul MacDonald, you've been the audience, and this has been another episode of the Frequency 49 Show. Bye for now.